Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Happy Bartender Appreciation Day. Slip me a bottle of bourbon. Set them up and I'll knock them back, Lloyd. One by one. Happy motherfucking Friday. You've been waiting a while to say yeah, that. Yeah, it was. It was like good. Seven felt days. good. Felt real good. National Bartender Day today. What's up to all the lovely bartenders out there? I know there's guys at 10 Bar. I just don't pay attention to them. Right, right. I've tended, I've tended bar. It's a, it's an interesting, it's an interesting job. And at a family restaurant, which makes it that much more interesting because you never know what you're going to get at a family restaurant being a bartender. Do people who come into family restaurants order good booze? Do they order good liquor? Like, will somebody come in there and order a fancy cocktail or is it all just... Let me open a bottle of beer for you. Occasionally, you I remember having to dust off once and we're like, I don't know if we carry that. We never even had a drink menu at this place. You're like black label. Like, what the hell it, does that we mean? We had no idea. <laughs> and we, I, but I remember searching through cupboards to try to find things. And being like, I don't know. Do we have that? Is that a thing we have? This might be really old. Is that okay? Triple oh, sec. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. I can get you barbecue sauce. It's weird. <laughs> Amarula. I wonder what that goes in. Yes. Sounds Italian. Not very fancy. This was, at a, this was at a Montana's. It did not get that fancy. That's what I'm wondering. No. Who the fuck goes into no. a Montana's and on, like to drink? You go in there yeah. for a great for a nice meal yeah. and and a beer, or yeah. I'll have a rum and coke. I don't uh, think you make anything overly complicated at Montana's. I think there's like three martini glasses, which would become a problem if more than three people wanted to have a martini at once. We'd have to put it in like a different glass, oh. like a tumbler. I would say, though, that some of the Montanas, at least I know from a couple of years ago, they were starting to go towards more of a, like an adult bar kind of design where it wasn't so much like the... Honky Tonk? The, yeah, there wasn't like a truck <laughs> hanging from the roof. Like, <laughs> there's some, you know, some like, you know, wheelbarrow yeah. hanging from the ceiling. It's the like, one I always was afraid was going to fall on people. Yeah. Like I thought any moment, you know, it was gross, too. I'll tell you this quickly, too. This is disgusting. And I'll, there's some restaurants that have it now, and I will not name them. If you see a moose hanging on the wall at a restaurant, mm-hmm. okay, you know this happens occasionally. Don't sit, don't sit under that table. What? I'm not kidding you when I tell you those moose hairs fall onto the table oh. and possibly onto your food. <laughs> I was going to ask it's if it's fucking like gross. the splash zone or something. No, it's moose hairs. <laughs> Can Ooh. I tell you I'm kind of happy that it's moose hair and not like a pube or something? Because if I find hair, I just assume okay that that's what it is. I'm not okay with any of it. Like, I don't, I don't want hair. any of the hair, thanks. Yeah, whether it's real or not. Yeah, the uh, bartenders are... Uh, they're a special breed. They work sure. their butts off yep. and they make us happy. Whether it's just talking to us or pouring us something that'll make us happy. Or, I love them. I like a good a bartender that will go off of a, help me out. Give me a suggestion. You know, here's what I like and here's what I don't like. As long as you give them a little bit of something. I like the ones that are like, what do you like? You like citrus? You feel in the mood for something citrusy? I got you. And they just come back with a concoction that they whipped up. And you're like, wow, that's a good bartender to figure that out. Well, on the location you're at, it's everything served in a mason jar. Everything's so, in a mason jar. You're no, not wrong. Nothing looks super fancy. You've been fancy. there a few times, eh? I remember <laughs> right. the mason jars. The yeah. iced tea and the Pepsi are the same thing. You can't even tell them apart. <laughs> They're all watered down so much, you can't tell. Uh, sorry, we didn't have an episode yesterday, guys. They were doing some upgrades to our studio, but it's good news because they've put new technology in. They're constantly reinvesting into After 9. So starting next week... And we're not even really sure how this is going to go. This will be interesting. But I think it was Dave's idea. Let's take callers during After 9. So if this goes really well, are we giving Dave credit for this? If it goes well? Yeah. No. No, no, no. Only you only blame the bad. boss if I it goes knew wrong. It. I knew yeah. it. <laughs> now, Fucking cool. idiots don't know what they're doing <laughs> around yeah. here. Yeah, that's usually how it goes. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah, I and mean, if it does go well, it's it's because you executed it so well. Yeah. I'm just right, giving you the right. tools to succeed. Look at you. That's Look all. Look at you. Uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. And what we'll do is whatever we're talking about, uh, we'll probably send a tweet or post something on Facebook and give out the number because it's going to be a new number to learn. But 
Well, you don't remember any other numbers, so you don't need to remember this one either. Just put it in your phone once and you're good to go. How many phone numbers do you remember, by the way? I It's so weird because I know your number. Mm -hmm. I know Kat's number. Do you know my number? Yeah. Really? Good for you. I know your numbers. I remember the number that I grew up with when I was a kid in Cambridge. Same. But I do not even know my girlfriend's number or my kid's phone numbers. Yeah. They're in my phone. I, I don't need to know them. Right. And they're backed up to the cloud. You hope you, you hope you just know the ones that you might need in an emergency situation or in your daily life of if I lost my phone and I happened upon an, a phone I could call somebody at. Right? It's How almost many, gotten to yeah. the point where, because you don't remember the numbers, it's like you ask somebody if you can borrow their phone so you can jump on Facebook and message them or something oh, like that. that. Yes. That's is, so weird. It is weird. We have a lot to cover in this episode, and we do have a special guest, as promised. ET Canada's Cheryl Hickey is going to come on. She sat down with Ed Sheeran for a big interview that's going to air tonight on Global at 730. Now, speaking of primetime interviews, before we talk about Cheryl's interview with Ed Sheeran tonight, what the fuck was that last night with Alec Baldwin? Mm-hmm. That was messed up. Yeah. Did you watch any of it, either of you? Yeah. What, okay, what, what were your thoughts on it, Dave? Uh, you know what? It's like he got the advice of a lawyer. Yep. Don't say specific things. But when certain things came up, he wanted to talk about it, yep. but left left so many details. And it just made the story seem way, way, way more convoluted than than we thought it was. We left more confused than than we did when we came in. That's how I felt about yeah. it. I'm, now I'm even more confused. And, and experts, I feel like it would have been better to say nothing at all. You don't need to speak yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. It, if I'm surprised, I would be surprised if a lawyer suggested that he even did. Maybe that is the case for his own reputation. Maybe yeah, that's maybe. why. Maybe for his mental health, like who knows? Maybe for his mental health, he needed to talk about it. I hated the way ABC made it this like dramatic thing, as if it wasn't about someone who died. Like somebody died, and yeah. they're just making it this dramatic well, one night event. Yes, and you know the follow up too is a lot of the so who pulled the trigger. It's like, somebody's dead. Yeah, it's not. I didn't like it. I thought it was a poor taste. Here is a little bit from last night. Bang, the gun goes off. Everyone is horrified. It's loud. They don't have their earplugs in. No one was. The gun was supposed to be empty. She goes down. I thought to myself, did she faint? The notion that there was a live round in that gun did not dawn on me till probably 45 minutes to an hour later. 45 minutes to an hour? Well, she's laying there and I go, did she get it by wadding? Was there a blank? Sometimes those blank rounds have a wadding inside. No one could understand. Did she have a heart attack? Did you go up to her? Did you back I went away? up to her and then we were immediately we were told to get out of the building. We were forced to get out of the building. The medics came in. I mean, I stood over her for 60 seconds and she just laid there kind of in shock. Was she conscious? Uh, my recollection is yes. <laughs> That's the lawyer my prep, right? To the best of my recollection. recollection. Uh, it all, you know, we're so obsessed with like the true crime yes, we are. genre, yeah. like just people in general and the way that they had positioned this and the, the dramatic music behind it and all of, ah, it just, it just doesn't feel good. I just don't think it helped his reputation. I think that's what he wanted to, to it to happen is we feel bad for him. And don't get me wrong. I actually do feel as though he is... Extremely sad is a, a poor way to put it, but he is not happy right now. He is depressed over this. And he actually said if it wasn't for his wife, he would have had suicidal thoughts. That's basically what he said without saying it at one point. Yeah. If it wasn't for his wife being there for him through this whole thing. And I don't deny that he feels like shit, but don't tell me you didn't realize there might be a live round because apparently there were target practices happening constantly, which you're not supposed to do on the set of a film ever, ever, ever. You're going to, you're going to act like you didn't hear that go off. Outside this cabin in the middle of nowhere, you're going to hear gunshots go off. You're telling me you didn't ask questions? Why wouldn't you ask? If you're really Mr. Safety and making sure, then you would have checked. Because you were a producer on that film, too. That's the thing. He's a producer, and he's one of the people who's named in the lawsuits. Yeah, you should be more careful. Well, listen, I mean, I think at the core of it, it comes back down to whose job is it? And you hear someone like Clooney, for example, who will come out and say, that's not how it's done. The safety way to do it is the the armor will take the gun and they're going to show you that it's cleared. And here's the chamber. You can see right through it. That means there's no bullets in it. Great. And then you as the actor take the gun and verify it again yourself. And then you go ahead and do the scene. And the person who you're supposed to be shooting at is supposed to see that exact same thing. Right. too. So three different people are supposed yeah. to be involved. Now, Baldwin said... I trust people on the set to do their job. 
And I, when the armor, the person who's there to make sure the gun is empty and, and not have live bullets in it, when they tell me it's a, a cold gun, I take their word for it. See, and that's where the story gets so false because the armorer did not hand him the gun. The An assistant director Yes, did. it's not, that is, right away, you should have said no. If you really gave a fuck, you would have said, no, 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 where's the armorer? Show me this gun. He didn't. He did screw up. He doesn't want to admit it, but he did screw up too. He's a guilty party in this. I would think, I haven't been on too many movie sets myself, but I would think that that it would be the last thing in my mind is to check the props myself as me an actor. Me too. I wouldn't even think twice about it. Mm-hmm. I would think if somebody hands me something, I'm going to assume that they've done their job and maybe that's part of the problem. But is he qualified to check a gun? Well, that's like, the thing. He doesn't even seem to understand how they work. But I mean, he's talking about, maybe it's uh, this clip here. You know, I'm going to play this clip here where he talks about the gun and what he did. And I'm surprised that he's surprised that it fired. Mm. Listen to this. Now, in this scene, I'm going to cock the gun. I said, do you want to see that? And she said, yes. So I take the gun and I start to cock the gun. I'm not going to pull the trigger. I I said, do you see that? She goes, well, just cheat it down and tilt it down a little bit like that. And I cock the gun. I go, can you see that? Can you see that? Can you see that? And she says, and then I let go of the hammer of the gun and the gun goes off. Yeah, that's how a gun works. You pull the trigger, it makes the hammer hit the impact point on the bullet, and then the projectile goes out. Is more education needed? That I'm sure I know they're taking a look at this anyway. And when I say they, I mean every single production. We've already heard Dwayne the Rock Johnson say any production of mine is not even using these guns anymore, even these prop guns not being used. It's going to be rubber. We'll fix it in post. The reason why they don't do that now is because it's expensive right. to go back and fix it in post. It's it's a way to do it kind of cheapy, and it also is that real feeling of that gun coming back at you a little bit right you're an actor pretend it is that's your job have rubber guns on set and then nobody needs to die from now on it's finger guns and water guns only yeah oh (laughs) is he an actor because i don't think he mentioned that last night (laughs) (laughs) fuck's sake every time that guy opens his mouth you get a little bit more of his resume it's fucked up even that even what you just played sounded like it was a part of a job yeah here's a little more of it so you have this Colt 45 you just pulled the hammer as far back as I could without cocking the actual and you're holding on to the hammer I'm holding that I'm just showing I go how about that does that work you see that do you see that you see? she goes yeah that's good I let go of the hammer bang the gun goes off so for those who can't visualize it think of a movie set you've probably seen them on TV and you have the camera guy sitting in a chair at the camera Directly to his lower right, sitting down, is the the woman who got shot. And she was looking through the television monitor to try and get the shot framed perfectly. So when Baldwin says, yeah, yeah, so I pulled back the hammer. I pulled back the hammer. I didn't cock it. By the way, that is cocking it, just so everyone knows. But when he was trying to get it framed in the shot, if you think about it, now he's got the camera, or sorry, the gun, pointed right at the camera to get the angle that the cinematographer wanted. And she was in the line of fire. So when he released the hammer, boom, projectile came out because it was a live bullet. He said he's pretty sure it shot her like in her armpit. So it went horizontally through her chest from say right to left out the other side and shot the camera guy in the shoulder because they were so close together crazy how this happened mm-hmm. like fucking crazy one in a million shot the fact that it even happened is terrible and I, before this before i watched that interview last night i just thought it's horrible what happened and i feel bad for baldwin but it, it's an accident watching it last night i feel less confident I, that nothing that that was a hundred percent coincidence and nobody did anything yeah. nefarious there. i get the sense that it was an accident but it just sounds like the whole situation was poorly handled. Mm-hmm. All of it. Um, regulations weren't being followed. Safety protocols weren't being followed. He, he And again, I, I have to be fair with this because I, I, I did watch clips. But I, it felt like there was a lot of jumping around. Like he remembers very specific details leading up to it. Like, like very, very precise. But then there's a lot of, oh, I don't remember. Well, I don't remember. You yeah. know, some of the other questions that were being asked. And then I, I got to think that if a coworker is on the ground. Uh, like he said, he stood over her for 45 to 60 seconds, right? right? Yep. So he's standing there. At one point, you'd go, ah, I'm sure it's fine, and walked away. <laughs> like, like, and then he's like, I didn't even know that she had died. But you stood over her for a minute. Like, I think you could take in a lot of information in a minute. Like, People are clearly rushing to this person to, to 
figure out what's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but where did he stop being part of that and just go, ah, well, I'll see you later? Yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, that sounds exactly like him. <laughs> Can I see oh, I will be in my uh, trailer. I'm going to go have a Perrier. <laughs> yeah. Nobody is no. m- nobody's more Alec Baldwin than Alec Baldwin. Oh, yeah. Like, listen to this again for just a second, and then I want to point something out. Bang, the gun goes off. Well, everyone is horrified. It's loud. They don't have their earplugs in. No one was. The gun was supposed to be empty. She goes down. I thought to myself, did she faint? The notion that there was a live round. What do you suppose everyday conversation around his house with his wife is like? Because I imagine it sounds just like that. That kind of intensity for everything. You know, you did present me with an option of regular pancakes, but you also offered me chocolate chip pancakes. And the notion <laughs> never went through my head. That I don't have. you know I'm an actor and I don't make those choices? I could have one or the other, but it... It really hadn't dawned on me at that point which one I wanted. Sweetie, could you drive the kids to school this morning? What route do you think is the best route to take (laughs) when I am transporting my children (laughs) from point A to point B? And and let me be clear about this. There's no other points in between. (laughs) It's point A to point B. And that's it. That's how you get where you need to go. Uh. Point A to point B. You see what I'm saying? That's great. Uh, Cheryl Hickey from ET Canada is coming up in a few minutes. We will get her on the phone. But first, because we couldn't do an episode yesterday, and I feel like it needs just a little bit of attention, a quick circle back on Bonnie Lissick and the Ontario Auditor General's report yesterday. We all heard it. Bonnie flagged $210 million in pandemic funding that went to businesses that were not eligible. Mm. Let's talk about, just quickly here, how many different ways you can fuck up handing out money. This is the Ontario government. This is the Ford government. I know that they only had a couple of days to set it up, and even the governor, or sorry, the auditor general conceded. They only had a couple of days to get it done. They were in a rush, but good Lord, did they ever fuck this up. For example, the minimum amount that you were allowed to claim was $10,000. There were some businesses who declared like, yeah, we lost about a hundred bucks in business. Yeah, we're out about a hundred dollars, but the minimum is 10,000. So for a $100 claim, they got 10 grand. How does that make sense? That doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. And the worst part of this all is because we can all admit that, yeah, it was in a rush and it was strange times and the government had never even contemplated a program like this on such a wide scale, especially still a fairly new government because they were only halfway through their first term. Then you get this finance minister, Peter Bethan Falvey, who I used to like. I thought, oh, there's a smart guy who probably knows a lot about the books. He says the government won't try to recoup most of the funding that went to ineligible recipients because he thinks most people applied in good faith. No. (laughs) You son of a bitch. What don't you understand about taxpayer dollars? Didn't they come to power? Didn't Doug stand there on whatever soapbox he was on and fucking insist that they're going to respect the taxpayer's money? What does Doug always say? The worst way to spend your money is to give it to government because they're bad at it. No shit. If that's what happened, you guys lost almost a quarter billion dollars handed it out to businesses that weren't eligible and because you you think they applied in good faith you know what's scary you're not going after it this is super scary to me the joker in the batman movie when he did the parade where he shot the money out of the cannons and stuff into the people that's a better method of handing out the money (laughs) than the government just put into place have you ever seen such gross raw incompetence well, we pissed away a quarter billion dollars, but yeah, it's just a quarter billion. We could just print more. Are, are some of the companies that did receive more money than they actually requested, I suppose is the right way to put it, going to step forward and say anything? I wouldn't. They're not going to, right? Well, where's the incentive to do that? So, so far, they've created no incentive to do the right thing. Yeah, if they're saying that they're not going to bother going back and, and re- trying to recoup the they're money. They're taking the money. Yeah. You listen here, Peter Bethan Falvey and Doug Ford, because now, now it's not just pissing off the liberals, because I know you guys love it, and that's fine. That's part of the game. Now you're pissing off your own base. Now you're pissing off conservatives. You better go get that fucking money now, like a mob-style shakedown. (laughs) Well, I wouldn't go that far. (laughs) Get Doug in a hoodie, pound it on the fucking doors 
of whatever business got more money than they should have if they were even eligible in the first place and say, I want my money. Give me my money. I can't believe they're not asking for it back, though. Because they're fucking idiots. What world are we living in? Like, honest to God. You know, they, they were doing so well, and then they shit the bed for a year, and then they were starting to come back. And then they do something like this. How many of them are there? Do we know? An, we need to know a number. Like, how many businesses at, requested, let's say, the 100 to even like $5,000, whatever it might be, and got that much money? Yeah, I, I don't have that number, Kat. It's in the report, and the report is online. You can actually read it at scottandcat.ca. Okay. But let me just tell you, I have never seen, and, and from this government in particular, it shocks me, I have never seen such a gross waste of taxpayer money. Well, I have, yeah. but this is the newest no, yeah. example of gross waste. Well, we've seen waste. I think what is most frustrating with this is the kind of laissez-faire attitude of, eh, uh, they probably meant well, it's uh, fine. It's no big deal. Yeah. Good it, it, faith. That's a lot of money to, to say that's no big deal to. Yeah. One more thing that I want to flag from the Auditor General's, rep- Auditor General's report yeah, is the OCS, the Provincial Cannabis Distributor. According to the Auditor General, their inventory forecasts are frequently off by wide margins, leaving customers empty-handed and the licensed producers very frustrated. Bonnie Lissick reached that conclusion by comparing the OCS's inventory forecasts made between January and June of this year with actual demand. She says the inaccurate forecast means there's a mismatch between what customers want to buy and what's actually for sale. That is what fuels the illicit market. Now, the OCS, they've got a defense, obviously. They're blaming their inaccurate forecasting on COVID. Mm. Oh, it's the COVID's fault (laughs) that you guys ordered 50 million fucking cans of cannabis-infused sugar water when, as it turns out, people wanted pre-rolls. Or you ordered all this fucking flour and people wanted edibles. How do you get that disconnected from your customers? How? Because, you know, the regular run-of-the-mill small business guys that have opened up shops all over the place, they're responsible for their own ordering. Yeah. Apparently, the top of the chain fucked the whole thing right up. In fact, they may have actually driven people to the black market because they didn't have what people wanted. I'm not even surprised by that, actually. None of that surprises me. Yeah. None of it. You know, Kat, the the gross incompetence, it's just astounding. It's it's like we're numb to it now. Does anyone else feel that? Oh, when I heard the story, first of all, going back to the the wasted money and the the disappearing quarter of a million dollars almost, yeah, I kind of went, "Uh uh-huh. Makes sense. It it didn't, I wasn't like, (laughs) the hell you say? I was like, "Mm mm-hmm. yeah. It didn't feel yeah, weird. Yeah, I can see how that would happen. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm off on this. Maybe my expectations of respecting taxpayer dollars are just too unrealistic. Maybe I should actually be happy about this in that it was only a quarter of a billion dollars. It was only a quarter billion. It could have been a full-blown billion. Yeah. Fuck you, Doug! <laughs> could have, why, why stop could there? have been worse. So could bad. have been a trillion. That's could so have been bad. a gazillion. It could have been a gazillion dollars that they wasted, and they didn't. Uh, so pat, so pat that son of a bitch <laughs> yeah. on the back. Yeah. <laughs> Great job, Doug. You only fucked up a quarter billion dollars. Give him some flowers. He, he, he's, uh, he's good. Like, imagine that. Imagine if that was the report that came out. Yeah, uh, it turns out that there is... Um, a bagazillion <laughs> un- unaccounted for dollars. We have to ne- come up with a new name for the amount of zeros that we're seeing here. A, a this is outrageous. A bagazillion. We're not even sure how many zeros. A brockle drillion. It's a brockle drillion. <laughs> and you know, it's a new thing now. Thank you to you. Because I'm not big on numbers, I'd like to bring my new uh, statistician. Uh, Arthur, <laughs> because he's been working on numbers in school. And he's got he a just new finished one grade us. eight math, and he even realizes how much this is. Dinosaurillion, yeah, it's says a, Arthur. It's a kerfuffillion. <laughs> no, even Arthur's going. What the fuck? Yeah, we should just call it a clusterfuckillion at this point. <laughs> clusterfuckillion. <laughs> what a mess! It's a total mess. Uh, how do you feel about Mexico, Dave? You haven't been there recently. You've opted to go to other islands. Do you have any problem with the Mexican people, or would you go if you were invited? I would absolutely go if I was invited. I've actually never been to Mexico. You've never been? Oh, man, really? Yeah. Pizza Pizza has announced they're expanding into Mexico next year. Oh. 
They say they've signed a master franchise agreement with a Guadalajara-based company. They'll be selling just like they do here. You'll be able to call, I don't know, 000-1111 or whatever it is, <laughs> and order yourself a pizza pizza, cauliflower crust, down in the fucking Mayan Riviera. I have a feeling it's going to be a little different. Remember how I told the story so? a couple weeks ago about uh, the subway in Dominican Republic? Yes. I wonder if it'd be like that. Like, I don't know if you'll get the same menu items or you get some different things here and there. Have Mexicans like even had potato wedges before? I Ooh. doubt it. Ooh. Pickle spears. Get, the, get these people some breaded pickles. <laughs> Senor, I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> what is this deal dip? <laughs> why, no why? bueno. And they're, they're this pizza, no good. Yeah, they're trying to figure out why everybody needs dipping sauce now. They're like, what? <laughs> why? You tell me I would have believed you if you would have said pizza pizza was already there. <laughs> yeah. You <laughs> I'm know. actually kind of surprised there. Well, it's not because every place, well, especially Mexico, is so Americanized as it is. It's very Americanized. Yeah, absolutely. The food, it is. when you yeah. go there on the resort, it's basically like you're eating at a buffet over here at the Mandarin. There is, yeah. There is <laughs> a little bit a, of everything. Um, uh, at the uh, airport. It's a lot of avocados, though. A lot of avocados. <laughs> Tons of them. Eh? The airport in Punta Cana has a Wendy's, has a Taco Bell, has a Pizza Hut, all of that. And I was looking at the Wendy's when they had like the spicy chicken sandwich. They had the, you know, the Dave's original. Dave's, Dave's original, all of that stuff. And I'm like, Huh. And I completely expected them to have, you know, sorry, we don't have fries. We have rice and beans. Something like that. Something that you would have make tortilla it, chips. Yeah. Something that would make it <laughs> culturally relevant to the people that are there. But I guess those who are traveling out of the country are usually not people that live there. Right. So I was like, oh, all right. Okay. I see that. So I wonder if they would do anything different with the menu. Or if they're just, no, just we're just getting in and getting some pizza to the Mexicans. Do you order it to your resort, or is this for the Mexican people, or is it for tourists that are in Mexico? Yeah. I, I have no idea what their plan is. I got to say this, and all the love in the world to Pizza Pizza, I love that they're innovative when it comes to trying new things with their menu and trying to reach people with, you know, vegan cheese and things like that. Cauliflower crust, love it. Love that they're doing that. Gluten-free options out the wazoo. That's amazing. I love that. But, but <laughs> waiting for the but. but <laughs> if I'm going to Mexico, the last place I am going to dine is Pizza Pizza. Mm -hmm. And then not because of the quality of the food, it's because I'm in Mexico yeah. and I don't I want an authentic experience. Yeah. But you can just call 967-UNO-UNO-UNO-UNO. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever the... How are you say 11 in, in, in... I don't know how to say it. UNO-UNO-UNO-UNO. Yeah. Dies, I'm done. I don't know what's next. I don't know what to do after that. But you know what I mean? Like, if you go to Mexico, are you planning to stop in at Pizza Pizza? Are you going to go to a chain? Or are you going to go look for an authentic experience? No, I want an authentic experience. I want a fucking taco on a pizza. Oh, that's fair. But <laughs> very authentic. That's very gluttonous. When you go on vacation, you get gluttonous. It's like, you know, put a taco on a pizza, please. I'm thinking more about when you're drunk. And you know, there's always like a midnight buffet, basically. But usually, depending on the resort, what they put out there in the middle of the night is just like the the, the leftovers. It's no. not edible. It's you know, gross. you got to be really fucking drunk to eat that <laughs> you shit. Usually you are. Stop it. But stop thinking, it. Stop it, cat. Stop it right it's now. You know that if you go to a resort and you drink way too many tequila poppers and it's late at night, you have earned those nine-hour-old french fries. And you will eat them, and you will hate them. And then you will wake up, and you will hate yourself for eating them. And that is a rite of passage. They did hot dogs. They did hot dogs at the one I was at the last time. What? No. Fucking like, resort did you go to? Boil, like boiled hot dogs it on like was, a line? This is all you could get at like 1 a.m. though. Yeah. It was like that was because there was only one place open at the whole resort. And they served up these really shitty hot dogs. But we all ate them. You're not wrong. We uh, ate them. Can I? I don't mean to throw a curveball here, but I want to throw this out there because you mentioned hot dogs. I just found in this studio a crumpled up receipt from Costco. Oh, I know whose that is. And it. I, I know whose that is. <laughs> legitimately. It's not Scott. It's one item. It's a Costco hot dog. A dollar. Really? This person's bill was a dollar fifty. Do you want to guess? Who ate a Let's, Costco no. hot dog and wanted a receipt? Do you want to play a game of? Do I you want to guess this who off. it is? Because I know who it is. They were in here with me. Who is it? Do you want to guess? I don't know. Ah, uh, it was it Joey? No, Daryl. Daryl. Oh, ding, ding. really? Yeah. So he went to Costco and got himself a hot dog. Hey, yeah, when you're hungry, you're hungry. And apparently asked for a receipt. Why the <laughs> fuck would you do that? Well, do you need the receipt if you're leaving with the hot dog? You know how they like give you like they take the sharpie yes. and put the black line through your receipt. If you're leaving with a hot dog, they need to make sure you paid for the hot dog. And they're so smug too about it. Like everything checks out. This man, <laughs> this man just has a hot dog. You can let him go. <laughs> 
it's like I feel like I'm I'm like under surveillance when I go up to the the front there. Yeah, a single receipt for a dollar fifty eight. Look at how that. much paper is printed out. It's true. This, that's a waste of paper. This is more than a dollar fifty eight worth of paper in you my hand. That, that's got to be. I think that you have to have a separate receipt though. It's not like you can go to Costco and buy like a case of crackers and a case of soup and salami or whatever the fuck you buy and then you can't buy the hot dog in the same shot so you got to go to a separate you got to go to the the place i'm also just looking at the time of the receipt 9 59 a.m wow this this man bought a hot dog at costco before 10 (laughs) a.m i didn't even know they could they served them before 10 a.m like 29 minutes sooner he was still on the radio that's why he's that's how quickly he got to fucking costco and got a dog that man is a hero and what are you thinking at that point of the morning that I got to get me a hot dog. How far in advance did he plan to go get a single hot dog from I, Costco? I bet you he was thinking about it all morning. I bet you during the morning show, he was just thinking, oh, I really want to Dying hot, for I one really of those. want a Costco hot dog. <laughs> Costco hot dogs. That's amazing. <laughs> He's uh, the best. Uh, I, I'm not even surprised. That's amazing. Uh, okay, guys, it is time. To, we're going to call Cheryl here, but this is also a good time that we could take a break. But a, a little inside info about the podcast is we do the podcast like we do. And then afterwards, sometimes, occasionally, if there's commercials that need to play during it, they just get inserted after the fact. So right now, you're either going to hear us call Cheryl Hickey or you're going to hear Alan Cross talk about your new car warranty for a bit. And then you'll hear <laughs> Cheryl Hickey. I, I really don't know which way it's going to go down, but... Uh, Surprise! <laughs> Hello. Hey, Cheryl. It's Scott and Kat. How are you? I'm good. How are you? We're Fantastic. great. Thank you. Big interview tonight with Ed Sheeran. How much fun did you have doing that? Oh, he's so fantastic. He's just—he's the guy you want to go to the pub with and have a drink. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. He seems that way. He seems very down to earth. And before we ask you some more stuff about that, I want to say. You probably don't remember this, but I want to say thank you. Many years ago, I met you, and it was at the Gemini's, and I think it was like, oh. yeah, the Gemini Awards. It was like 2006 or something, and I was about to go to school for broadcasting. And mm-hmm. I remember being like, oh, Cheryl Hickey is here. <laughs> and it took me so much courage, but I did it, and I, I asked you a couple of questions, and you actually said, sit down. Sit down at my table. So I don't know if you, you probably don't remember it, but you did. I don't did. remember yesterday. Yeah. No. <laughs> I hear Neither you. Neither does Kat. It's fine. I don't either. <laughs> Barely. Aww. But anyway, you gave me some great advice and you took so much time to chat with me. So again, you probably don't remember. I've got a picture floating around somewhere of the two of us, but you are, uh, anyway, you are just, uh, you're awesome. You are awesome. Aww. That's so very nice. Send me a picture of the picture. I'm I will. With faces. I'll remember if I see it. Okay, but, I will. Um, I will send that to you. Um, listen, I remember what it was like starting out in broadcasting, and everyone usually tells you there's no jobs. It's the worst time to get in the industry. That's what everybody says. Yeah. But it's just not true. If you want it bad enough, and look where you are now, yeah. it's amazing. And I remember you saying actually, like what you're doing right now. That's that's one of the things. Like you're you're talking to people, you're learning that's things, it. you're you know. So uh, yeah, that's fantastic. We're excited to see this one-on-one interview with Ed Sheeran. Is there mm-hmm. anything that we're going to learn um, that we might not know? I mean, I. We, I always- we always knew that Ed was a very thoughtful person. I mean, you just listen to his music and you, you definitely can see that. But I don't know. There was something really special about this album. And I think he was very vulnerable about the place that he was in when, when writing it. I mean, he'd lost a really dear friend. He had the birth of his child, you know, you know, going through marriage with his wife. There was a lot of big life things happening. And I, I think it's really reflective in his music. And he's very open and honest about that, mm-hmm. just about how he was how he was handling all of those things. We're going to play a preview in just a few minutes. It's a preview of tonight's interview. It's on Global at 7.30. Cheryl Hickey sits down with Ed Sheeran. And he performs Shivers as well, right? He does. He does an acoustic version of Shivers. I don't know about you, but I love that song. Like, I feel like that's a big song this year. It is a huge song this year. You're right. And it's, I always feel like I'm fascinated. Like, what makes a song go off like that? Like, Mm -hmm. what, what is it? Like, I wish I knew what the formula was. Because there's certain Mm -hmm. songs where you're like, yeah, that makes sense that it hit. And that's one of those ones. He's smart. He bases his songs like you're supposed to base your relationships. It's 100% about the other person. Every time he sings Shivers, you can tell that he's, it's like a love letter to his wife almost, yeah. you know? Yeah. No, I love I just want my husband to sing that to me. And that's not going to happen. Honey, I need I you to learn it. how to play guitar. Oh, uh, I would just. I can't, a man who can play a guitar? Yeah. Mm. 
Yeah, it's, mm. it's, it's a good thing. You've seen a lot of stories this year, Cheryl. There's been some very interesting ones. Um, there's been ups and downs. I want to know, and I'm sure that ET Canada will come up with their top list, but what is Cheryl Hickey's top story of 2021? Ooh, Brittany. Brittany. Yeah. yeah good oh, one. it's got to be Brittany. I think there were so many revelations, mm-hmm. so many moments. I feel social media played such a big part in this story. Her fans played such a big part in the story. For me, it was definitely Britney Spears. I think that um, the evolution of her, we're witnessing it right now. So, I, yeah, yeah, I think that. Uh, quick question for anybody who can't watch the Ed special tonight that you're doing on global. Uh, is it going to be available on demand or on stack TV or anything like that for someone to watch later on this weekend? Yeah, it'll be available on demand. Okay. We're going to do a little preview right now. Cheryl, thank you very much. We appreciate you as always. And good luck tonight with your Ed Sheeran interview. Uh, thank you so much. Take care, Cheryl. Bye, everyone. Thank you. I feel like all of this really is a cause for change. It happens so fast. And we have those parenting fails. Have you ever experienced that moment where you were like, oh, no, what have I done with your daughter? Of course. Already? Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm sure this is a very common dad thing. But in the first, like, I took care of all the diapers to begin with. And the like second diaper I put on was back to front. You know, like stuff like that. Just, <laughs> just stuff. Yeah. Uh, is you 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 just learn from it because you don't know that you don't know how to be a parent. I read all the dad books beforehand, and the only actual good bit of advice that was in the book was too hot is bad, too cold not as bad. That's true. That yeah. is very good. I'm looking forward to that special. That's going to be really good. Mm-hmm. Okay, guys, uh, a couple of things quickly here. Everybody wants their wedding to be amazing. I think everyone understands that. You want to have just that perfect day. I feel kind of bad for this particular woman. Uh, She's telling the story now. She was getting married in Florida. What is it we know about Florida? Very, very hot. What does your body need to keep going? Hydration. Mm. So she gets up there. She's at the, the, the front of the line. All the guests are watching her. The groom is there. The officiant's in front of them. Starts getting a little wobbly. Whoa. Passed out. Almost passed out. The groom caught her. Great. That's that's a good a, groom thing to do on day one of your marriage. She's marrying the right person. That's good. Because imagine he's like, nope, not my, <laughs> not my problem yet. I failed trust fall number one. <laughs> Hands in the air and everything. But. Oops. I didn't touch her. <laughs> you got that on camera, right? I didn't fucking do anything. I didn't do it. No, he caught her the first time. She gets back up on her feet and like, oh, wow, that's fucked up. Then she really passed out. Like, she passed out hard. And he did all he could, right? He did it once. I mean, yeah, I mean, the first one's free, but yeah, we, we got to talk about this if it's going to happen more than once. So she passed out and she puked on her wedding day in front of all of her guests wow. in front of the officiant and her groom. It can't get any worse, right? I mean, that's mortifying. But she was hot. Long day already, even though it's only half over. Mm-hmm. She mm-hmm. was dehydrated and passed out. That's not all. I'm going to let this poor girl, her name is uh, Holly, explain how this day got worse. So basically, it was just because I was super dehydrated and I hadn't drank or ate anything all day. It was also Florida, and it was so hot and humid that day. Like, we were drenched. I'm also prone just to like passing out. My doctor says I have low blood pressure and low iron. So I guess I was just doomed from the start. The funniest part of the story, I think. So after I like kind of like passed out, which wasn't like a full pass out because, you know, I was just like, I was just kind of like blacking out. I don't even know how to explain it. But anyway, so I ran over and luckily I wasn't really throwing up too much. Hold hold, hold on a second here. Hold on. Dude, are you sure you want to marry a girl that talks like that? Because that's going to get fucking irritating on day two. I think the most true thing in all of that was, I don't know how to explain it. (laughs) I love love when people need two minutes to say something they could have said in like 10 seconds. And they say it up. It's always, there's always an uptick at the end. And 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 then I said, it's Florida and it's really humid. And I wasn't feeling well. And I'm prone to blacking out. Like, that's a problem. Don't gloss over that. I'm prone to just fainting generally. You know, I'm driving cars and I just stop driving and just all of a sudden I fall asleep. You know, whoa, whoa, back it up. (laughs) Here's the rest of the story. 
I wasn't really throwing up too much just because there was like nothing in my stomach. Just a bit. Anyway, my sister had a fan on my baby nephew, so she came over to me to put that fan on me, and as she's holding my nephew, he starts pooping, and the poop goes down her arm onto my dress. So <laughs> I have a story to tell my nephew's wedding someday. So she got she puked and then got shit on, <laughs> and that wasn't even the the honeymoon. It was, it was, it was so hot. It was a fun time. It was so hot that the baby wasn't even wearing a diaper. Like, <laughs> like just everyone take their clothes off. It's too hot. The only one baby wearing clothes was the bride. Projectile shits on her dress. <laughs> Horrible. And so the vomiting and the passing out happened before the feces. Yeah. She was passed out, and then the sister, her sister came over, and she's, like, fanning her. But she was also holding her baby, and the baby had a real runny shit. Like, and it, hey, I'm a baby. <laughs> I just make a mess. It came out the diaper, down sister's arm, and onto the dress. I'm, like, five days old. You're making me sit out in this heat. Fuck you. Also, can I just say, babies, get it together. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Like, you're really, your stock is, is dropping if you're just going to start crapping on brides. Like, come on. I think on. it's great. I give points to the baby. This is a great story. Great aim, isn't it? Do you think the baby was like, all right, I got to put a cherry on top of all yeah, of this. You think this is a bad scenario. Just wait. <laughs> Hold my formula. What does her doctor think? So, uh, like, when she explains, she's like, yeah, the doctor just kind of like says, I have like low blood pressure and I have like a low iron. And the doctor's like, can you get the thing out of here? <laughs> <laughs> Like, is he just done with it? I, I listen to this this person talk for 15 seconds, and I'm like, get out of my office. They're writing a script, like a super long one. Is that for me? Do I need to? No, I'm writing a script for myself to put up with your bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Prescribe myself something if you're coming back here. Every time you come here, I need to prescribe myself something new. And Valium. Okay. All right. I'm all set. Get out. Uh, is it ever okay, under any circumstances... To give somebody a Christmas gift that's used. Mm. Dave? I Well, since you made it so broad to say in any circumstance, I'll say yes. Okay, sure what is the is circumstance? One. Well, you have something that somebody likes, somebody has been to your house, says, oh my God, that thing is amazing, whatever it is, and you go, you know, I think they would like it. I should give it to them. I think they would use it better than I would and use it more often and they would appreciate it more than I would. And then you, you go ahead and you, you give it to them. Do you wrap it if it's used? Yeah, do you disclose yeah. it that, you, that it was once yours, gifted upon you, and you decided to gift it upon somebody else? I think a gift is a gift is a gift. Okay. Doesn't matter where it came from or yeah. how nothing you spent on it. Yeah, you don't whatever. have to pretend and be like, oh, I can't find the receipt. <laughs> well, but when you, you open gifts, do you look at the person and go, trying to figure out your budget? <laughs> How much did you spend on this? <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. I, if somebody gives me something, I, I'm like, oh, that's thank you. Thank you for thinking of me. Yeah. That's the point. Apparently, this is the year where it's going to kick off formally. This, Sorry, not formally, but informally. There's a lot more people who would like you to consider giving secondhand gifts because they're much more earth friendly. A lot of things would end up in a landfill had it not been for the power of gifting secondhand items. I like that. One in four people claim they'd consider buying a used gift just so that it didn't end up in a landfill. Ah, I like that. 40% say they would intentionally shop secondhand so that they could get a bargain. And 31% say they would do it in hopes of finding something more unique than the generic shit that's on the website but not available in store. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Am I projecting? Because that's what my Christmas shopping's been <laughs> yeah, like so yeah, far. Yeah, yeah, oh, we yeah. don't have any... We, we're going to order it. It might be here before Christmas. Yeah. Okay, we'll just pause Christmas then and you let me know when this item comes in. So would you be okay getting a secondhand gift? I'm okay with it. Dave? Yeah. I'm not. I, what the fuck? Really? really? Okay, hang on. So let's go Let's go with something you like, uh, wine. Let's, yeah. Let's say it's your favorite bottle of wine. Um, and I know you like duck horn. Let's say somebody gave me a duck horn and I just know I wouldn't appreciate it like you would. I thought you were going to say baby you. duck or something like that. No, nobody <laughs> wants that. Nobody That's the does. New Year's Eve one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I give you that. Here, Merry Christmas. You had the bottle at your and house. And it's, it's sealed, yeah. of course. It's not opened. Okay, it's but brand new. There's nothing wrong with it. In that sense, it's not necessarily used. It's pre-owned, but it's not used. Well, nothing's going to be used. I'm not going to give Dave a used chapstick. Like, of course it's not going to be used if it's a bottle of something. 
It's a, I'm not going to give you a half lit candle either. But if I got a candle that I didn't like, but I thought you might like, doesn't that count? Okay, let's say. Okay, here's an item that that you maybe wouldn't expect. But let's say it's a mirror. It has a beautiful frame around the mirror, and the person comes over and is like, oh my god, I love this mirror. I remember seeing one once at a hotel. I love it. I would love to buy this, or if I could find it, but I can't find one anywhere. You've obviously used the mirror, but okay, is but that okay? Yeah, yeah that's I fine. guess that's fine. It's not, you can't half empty a mirror, or unless it's broken or something, and you don't, then you won't want it anyway. There's well, a fine. there's a little chip on the back, but it's fine. Yeah. The the number <laughs> the number one used thing that people would give as a gift for Christmas is books. Ah, okay, that makes sense, right? I mean, uh, I don't know. I don't like that. I don't like that. Oh, too much COVID. Too much COVID. Yes. No, oh, it's not just that. It. No, oh, it's, it's not just that. But you're that's a very handsy object. It is though. It's a very hands-on object. A lot of lick and page turns, perhaps. A lot of late night while you're drinking stuff. There might be stains on it. It's all ear bookmarked and shit like that. I don't know if that's a great gift to give. I feel like you're an aggressive reader if you're up late drinking and <laughs> really folding oh, down yeah. rabbit ears on these. Yeah, I am. I uh, would like to. No, ask- that's why I don't like lending books for that reason. I'm going to ask everybody to think about this. Which member of the podcast does not have a library card? <laughs> <laughs> I think you now know. <laughs> yeah. So books, you know, like absolutely not. Well, I wouldn't give it as, I'm just saying I wouldn't give it as gift. I would tell someone, let's say my mom was like, oh, that, because we actually do share true crime novels, but that's not a gift to her. I'll be like, oh, I'm done this one. It's really good. You want to try it? You want to check it out? Yeah. She knows I used it and that's fine and we're family, but I'm not going to gift somebody something I already read through. I wouldn't. DVDs are number two. Yeah. Can I just say, though, I don't even know where you go to buy new DVDs anymore. I thought used was all they had. Walmart. Do they still make DVDs? Walmart, yeah. Oh, yeah, they, they make them. bins. Are, yeah. How much is a DVD these oh. days? Is it still like $25 if I want to own Top Gun? Like a, no, a no. brand new one might cost you that much. Though. Like a, I'll give you an example. Disney. So if, let's say, you don't have Disney Plus and you want to buy um, whatever, anything, Frozen for your kid, that's going to run you about 20 bucks. Okay. But that's now Blu-ray and all that. Right. DVDs are cheaper. The dirt, yeah, there's like four. You can get them for like four, five bucks. Okay, so for the most part, we're okay. For the most part, with books, cat, no, but we're the rest of us are okay. <laughs> DVDs, they're probably fine. Now we get into some stuff that you might not want used. Toys and games. Mm. I have a hard time with a used game because as much as you try, you will never get all of the pieces back in that box. <laughs> never. And if I need an E for a triple word score and that fucking E tile is not in there, I'm going to be fucking mad. You get get Clue for Christmas and you're like, it's obviously missing parts. So uh, it was Colonel Mustard with the missing lead pipe (laughs) in the conservatory. With a (laughs) tic-tac? What is in this? What What? is this? What? Oh, sorry. I don't know how that got in there. Uh, here's this one. looks like a Frito chip <laughs> <laughs> With the like, Dorito yeah. in the lounge oh, It was Professor Plum <laughs> <laughs> With the ringolo Damn it uh, Jewelry Would you want somebody's used jewelry mm, Yeah I mean maybe What that's about a, hand me downs that's a, that's a thing a lot of people will do Like grandma hands down her grandmother's yeah. earrings Yeah and I guess you could consider that a gift would you go? An would you heirloom? look at her? Yeah. Would you look at her and say, "Yeah, I would have preferred if you had stopped over at no. Charmed no. <laughs> or something like that." What you no, would say to Grandma? That's, that's more of an heirloom. That's a different. That's a bit of a different scenario, right? It's I think more. Let's say you got a watch uh-huh. long ago. You barely wear it. Ah, eh, you know, Scott might like a watch, and then you give him a watch. That's where the scenario kicks in. What about bags or purses used? You using somebody else's old purse? I don't hate that if it's in good condition. Ceramics and ornaments? Yeah, because they're washable. <laughs> washable. She's very about the well, germs, eh? Yeah, it is. Well, it's gross. Yeah, it's gross, okay? It's Kat's, gross. Cat's dishwasher has like nine books in it right now. <laughs> <laughs> I think this will work. Well, just when you're talking about strangers, if it's someone you know really well and you want to give it them something, that's fine. But I, I, if it's like an acquaintance, that's where... Eh. One more thing I want to mention before we wrap up this episode. Going long again. Uh, they've compiled a list of the top mistakes that people made at Christmas or make at Christmas. And with three weeks to go, as of today, it's three weeks till Christmas Eve. You've got some time to hear this and not fuck it up. These are people that have screwed it up and can admit it. So we're going to tell you the mistakes people have made so that you don't do that. Is this going to work? 
Well, let's see. All right. Now, I don't think this one's going to work because everybody does it. Leaving the price tag on a gift is the number one Christmas mistake that people make. Is it a mistake or do some people do that on purpose? I don't want to out Who anybody. Who would do that? I don't people do it on purpose if they, yep. spend, if, if they spent a lot of money or they want to make it seem like they spent a lot of money, but even though it was actually on sale somewhere, but the original price tag is on it. I am going to not say any names. I might have married them. Mm. Um, but in passing, a comment was made this week about an item that was purchased, and the comment was, I'm just going to leave the tag on this one because it was blah, 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 blah price. And I was like, it was oh, an expensive one. Is that a yeah? Is that a flex? It's a flex. It's a That's flex. total flex. I've never done that. Yeah. I've never just, thought I'm going to leave this price tag on there so they know I spent a lot of money on them. I've yeah. never thought to do that. It's because oh. your wife's a boss and uh, you're a pussy. It's a thing. It's a thing. <laughs> it's a thing. It and sometimes it's because you want to give that person notice, like put them on notice. Like, I, that's what I spent on you. You're cheap to me, but this is what I spent on you. Maybe it's that way. Wow. Maybe, maybe. Or maybe it's, uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of other scenarios why you would do it. Just to make yourself seem more ballin', maybe? I don't know. Uh, you know what, though? I mean, w- that could go wrong in so many ways. Like, okay, yeah, yeah, I'm going to leave the price tag on because that's going to be my flex this Christmas. I want people to know. But what if it's not the right tag? You know, like, oh, you got me some AirPods. Wow, what a great gift. But then you see they're like from Factory Direct or something like that. So they're probably used or knockoff or fucking clearance or something like that. I don't know. I think it's easier just take the tag off and give them a receipt if they really want to exchange it or something. Which is not easy when you're shopping at Home Sense and Winners. What are they? What is the adhesive they use on those? Honest to God, you're not kidding. That whole chain. See, all these years, my... I always thought my wife did it just because she forgot. And then when she made that comment this week, I was like, have you been doing this on purpose? Did she do that to you? Yeah. She has done it to you. I've got gifts in the past, but I also don't, I I truly genuinely believe that she didn't think about it and just left the tag on it. Well, when you're talking about your spouse though, like I'm pretty sure I didn't, I got my husband a piece of article of clothing that's more expensive than I would spend on an item of clothing. I probably left the tag on too. But only because that's my spouse, so I don't really care. I don't, I don't, don't need to hide it. If it was my mom or my... Why are you giving me that Christmas. look? Why do you... What do you well, well, it's just my knows, spouse. He knows that this brand is expensive. He'll do it to me, too. He'll do it to me. What'd you get him? Is it just designer? It's... Well, no, Banana Republic jeans aren't cheap. It was like 150 bucks or something like that it's for a pair of jeans. $150 He on wanted jeans? good jeans. He I, didn't want no Old Navy, like, even though Old Navy's fine. Wow. I wear Old Navy. Wow. Old Navy taking some shots for no Sorry, reason Sorry, Old here. Navy. Shots fired. He said yeah. he wanted, he wanted Easy, specifically <laughs> not Old Navy <laughs> <Wow>. jeans. <laughs> uh, so, he, wait, he specifically said, don't get me Old Navy jeans? No, I mean, no, he didn't. He just, Did he say, fuck Old Navy? <laughs> Old Navy's never going to sponsor this podcast now. I shouldn't have said Old Navy. That was an example. It could have been anybody. Uh, Gap. Jordash. Go Jordash. with something that's not coming after Levi's. you. Levi's. <laughs> Wrangler. Something. Silver. Speaking of which, kind of off topic, but did you see that there's now uh, Dodge, the, the vehicle manufacturer, as part of their launch of the new 2022 Ram, has got a set of cowboy boots to go with it? They're $650 US. So it goes with it. You have to buy it? Or yeah. does it come with... It doesn't even come with the truck? They're oh. the optional Ram shit kickers. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I call that? That's pandering. I like that. <laughs> know your audience. I yeah. like that, though. We're going to give you some spurs. And we're going to give you those those uh, truck nuts that you hang off the back. <laughs> Because we know our audience, Dodge. That's incredible. Wow. You pull up to the Old Navy with these and people are going to go crazy. I fucking love that. Uh, Other mistakes that people make on Christmas Eve, running out of wrapping paper. Sorry, that they make uh, when wrapping and getting ready for Christmas is they run out of wrapping paper on Christmas Eve. Yeah. Well, that's when you grab like a fucking garbage bag or something from under the sink and start taping, right? That is when every person curses Dollarama for not being open past 6 p.m. on Christmas Eve. <laughs> you sons of bitches! I, I can't believe it. They're not open. What a disgrace. <laughs> <laughs> Sending out your Christmas cards too late so they arrive on like the 27th oh, or the 28th? Yeah, that's a sad look. Like you're over Christmas and you get a Christmas card in the mail? Like, oh, thanks. Not getting someone a gift, but they got you a gift. 
But sometimes people come out of the blue with a gift and you didn't know they were going to get it. And you aren't even really sure if you want to get them anything anyway. Is it better to to have a backup gift? Like, oh, upstairs, I've got a whole bunch of those OLG gift packs. Or a bottle of wine that I'm going to stick in a bag and write their name on the tag. I'll just pretend I'm going to the bathroom. People do that shit all the time. All the time, yeah. You have a stock of, of regular gifts just waiting to go grab one? Backup gifts. She does. Do Don't really? even joke. She does. She's got backup gifts in case somebody shocks her with a, hey, cat, Merry Christmas, so she can reciprocate with something else. Do you seriously? Yeah, I've done it before. Yes. What? You just buy a few, like, something that I might use anyway, just in case, oh, maybe I don't need it. But, like, a few $25 LCBO gift cards or Starbucks gift card. That way it depends on who's, who I'm giving it to. Then so you can use it if you don't have to so give them anything. I can still anything. use it. Yeah, You it's have a, good a backup. backup gift yes, inventory. I do. Is that a bad what? thing? I think that's fine. Is I don't that think there's good? anything wrong with it. I, I'm just, I'm surprised. Okay. If you get Kat I, something for Christmas, now you know what you're getting no. back. A $25 LCBO yeah. gift card. <laughs> Yeah. If I'm here writing something, no, I I, prepare, I'm, I usually haven't had to use it. I rarely had to use it. There's four or five names crossed off of this yeah. card. <laughs> but why can't you just be honest and say to them, oh, that's so nice that you got me something. I apologize. I didn't get you anything. You can. You can. I mean, you can. It's more about how you feel. If you feel like I'm the type that I would feel super guilty. I would feel guilty about that. Like, oh, we're, we were supposed to exchange something. I didn't have anything ready. So you get on there, you just like pull a handful of hair out. <laughs> I don't know here. This is for you. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I was like used book. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not done it yet, but you can I, finish I, it for me. I think you'll like it. <laughs> but I just feel bad, so I do that. At least I feel like okay, I've done something. Because sometimes you're unsure. Like I'll meet a girlfriend, for example. I'll meet a girlfriend for coffee around Christmas time. Catch up, whatever. It's not a formal. Hey, let's do gifts. But all of a sudden, she has something for me. I'll have something at the ready. I'll have it at the ready. And so, if I need to use it, I will use it. What, do you keep it in a holster or a backpack or something <laughs> just in case? Or do you have to run a out to the car to get it? Pack. Kat's walking around with a Jansport backpack <laughs> filled with gifts that she may need to I'm use. basically Santa Claus. That's my pouch. So uh, would you initiate? Let's say the conversation's great. You're having a great time with that person. Would you say, you know what? I got something for you to give them something before you leave. I don't know. I mean, maybe it's a backup. So it's more so if they initiate it. Then I'll do it. What Otherwise, they, we're good. What if they have a backup gift for you? Then we both get to keep our backups and everybody goes, I'm happy. It's fine. Mm, but then you didn't think enough of the person to give them a gift. I'm just. But it's, what is it about giving a gift? It, what, you just answered the big question. What, why do you have to reciprocate with a gift? Because I feel bad. It's about my feelings when I leave. Christmas is about I my feel, feelings well, by I'll, Kat Callahan. I'll feel guilty. Like, and yes, I'm okay saying, I'm being honest. If I don't have something, I'll, oh, I didn't know we were doing gifts. That's fine. But uh, if I can manage to s- salvage that, then I will. Okay, I'm just wow. worried about getting caught. Because I would probably do that, too, because I don't want to be that person. You'd have someone else's name on it or something like that? Well, something's going to go wrong with that. There's no way it can be planned out flawlessly because you don't know the circumstance that you'll find yourself in. And again, what do you, like, run out to the car and grab it? Or, oh, shit, I forgot your gift in the car. Hey, do you have a spare tire? Uh, Because I got you one. (laughs) Who wants Rain-X? You need armor-all wipes? Because I probably uh, get you some of those. It's a brand new pack of gum. <laughs> Enjoy. You're like Spearmint, right? <laughs> you know, I just saw Spearmint at the store and thought, I know who would love that. <laughs> you like ju- Juicy Fruit, right? No, you're right. No one likes Juicy Fruit. What an idiot. <laughs> Get him something else. You guys want a seatbelt? I'll take it out. <laughs> How about a car seat? You guys want a car How about seat? a Honda manual? <laughs> I bet you I could teach you everything you want to know about the the, the Civic. The 20, 20 Civic is amazing. Here, look, read. I know you like books. I've got a family member who who does that where they qualify every gift they give you. They buy like here, Kat, here's a bottle of hand sanitizer because I know you really like to like clean your hands. Here's chapstick because I know your lips get really dry. It's like I don't need the explanation. Just. The gift's fine. We just end there. Do they do that for everything? Everything. Oh, really? Well, I was walking through Walmart, and I know cat has lips. I'm going to get chapstick. <laughs> That's exactly it. <laughs> That's so funny. Here's your gift. It's a key to my spare bedroom. And I swear. I, swear <laughs> I, to- I didn't just take it off the <laughs> ring. I just had this cut for you.
I s- Did I just invite that person to live with me? I don't know what I've done. <laughs> you know what I thought you would really See? like? I thought you'd really like the fob I used to get into the office. <laughs> it's a collectible. And this is why you come prepared, so you don't end up handing out fobs. <sighs> now you can do a radio show anytime you want. Yeah. I got you a keyboard. <laughs> Some plug it from the computer. Bring it with you. Here's my war amps tag. (laughs) It's all yours now. If you ever lose your keys, they'll come right to me. It's great. Got got one of these tags from the air cadets. (laughs) I bought an apple in your name. (laughs) Oh, we gotta go, guys. Have yourselves a fantastic weekend. We will be back on Monday and we'll have a little more info on the protocol for how you can call into the podcast. Uh, Cheryl Hickey has Ed Sheeran on tonight, 7.30 on Global. If you miss it, it will be available on demand through ET Canada and Stack TV. Let's just end with the list of apologies to Old Navy. Uh, We'd also like to apologize to Dodge, Pizza Pizza, Costco, and Alec Baldwin. (laughs) And Doug Ford. Well, no, we're not apologizing to Doug. Not yet. Fuck you, Doug! (laughs) Have a great weekend, guys. The After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.